You're listening to the audio program, Host and Guest, hosted by me, Rick Katchke. Now here's myself, Rick Katchke. Yes, welcome to this edition of Host and Guest. I'm your host, Rick Katchke, and on today's program, I'm joined by Dan Wilson. We'll have that interview in just a moment. Back in college, I took an online English course, and the course was taught by a professor where it turned out that the book that we were reading was written by him. And initially, he wanted us to purchase it from his personal website uh, so he'd make the cash directly. But I said no, and I, I went and got it through Amazon. And basically, the class turned out to be us analyzing his book. Now, the professor was a former sports writer, and the character in the book was a former sports writer. And all these little elements about the main character in the book clearly seem to be reflective of the professor. Except, in the book, there are two incredibly graphic sex scenes that are totally out of place. And I feel like they're more of his fantasies finding their way to the page as opposed to anything resembling a memoir. And the book was so terrible. Basically, it's about this former journalist who has retired, but he hears about this extinct animal in Africa and reports that the animal might still be around. So he goes to Africa for himself to see if this animal is there. And by chance, he happens to encounter it, and he takes a picture. But he's totally disillusioned with the media, and that becomes clear throughout the book. More and more, he's sick of the way that media has basically tarnished everything that the former journalists of the past have built. And so he has this picture of this extinct animal, and it doesn't say what happens. And for the final paper, the big question was, what do you think happened with that picture? Did he take it to the media and have them print it and distribute it throughout the world? Or did he keep it to himself? This was the final paper, and it was so obvious that he wanted us to answer it, saying that he kept it to himself. That was pretty clear. But I just thought that was such nonsense. What if I taught a journalism class, and I just made them listen to host and guest and ask them, what do you think uh, I was thinking when I when I asked this person this question? And then I'd give them bad grades regardless. <laughs> we'll have the interview with Dan Wilson in just a moment. My guest on today's program is Dan Wilson. Dan is perhaps best known for his band Semisonic, which created the smash hit Closing Time. Dan was also a member of the band Trip Shakespeare. In recent years, he released his solo album Free Life and won a Grammy for co-writing the song Not Ready to Make Nice with the Dixie Chicks. I spoke with Dan after a performance of his at the Majestic Theater in Madison, Wisconsin. All right, welcome to this edition of Host and Guest. Today I'm joined by Dan Wilson. Dan, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Uh, now, Dan, next week you've got a, a series of shows in and around the Twin Cities. Uh-huh. Uh, what prompted this this week long residency in your hometown? I had uh, it was a couple different things. One was I had uh, I had been hanging out at this very tiny uh, music venue called the Three Eighteen Club in Excelsior, Minnesota, and I kept thinking, boy, it'd be so fun to do some very small gig in Minneapolis. But it's my hometown, and I and I just it, I would feel bad to just do one tiny little gig. And then I was talking to a friend or my wife or somebody who made the obvious kind of suggestion that 
I could just do a whole bunch of really small places. So that's what I decided to do. Sure. Now, uh, you just performed here in Madison. You, yeah. You previewed a couple of new songs. Yeah. Uh, is there any developments on a, a new solo disc? Uh, I'll be... I'll be recording it in November, I guess. Excellent. Uh, and we'll just see how it goes. In November and December are my kind of like target months to try to record a whole bunch of songs. Sure. Hopefully not as many loopholes as you had to go through with your first one. I'm just not even going to jinx myself by <laughs> guessing. It could be, maybe not. You know, I, last time it took five years. I, I don't think it'll take five years this okay, time. Okay, thankfully. Yeah. Now, uh, a few years ago, you won a, a Grammy mm-hmm. for uh, writing with the Dixie Chicks. Yep. Uh, what's the, the writing process like when you're collaborating with someone, uh, be it the Gabe Dixon Band or Rachel Yamagata or, or the Dixie Chicks? Well, it's different with different people. I, my, my, um, I guess what I would do naturally or without, you know, if, if, if everyone, if I had my way every time, I would just get together with someone and kind of shoot the breeze and talk about what's going on and, you know, what's bothering you, what's bothering me, uh, what's going on in your life, what's going on in my life. And usually something comes up that sounds like a title of a song to me or something <laughs> like it. So I uh, then kind of say, let's just, let's, tr- let's write a song with that for the title, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, or let's write a song about that thing that's bothering you or bothering me or that I'm happy about or whatever. And then uh, it's just a matter of like trying to stay kind of interested and creatively engaged and not get too business-like about it and just try to make it a kind of a free, fun process. And that usually leads to a good song. Have you collaborated with, uh, with anyone recently? I just did another two songs with Rachel Yamagata. I don't know what's going to happen with them, but they're really nice. I uh, did a really good couple songs with Griffin House lately. Um, wrote a little bit with Sarah Bareilles recently. That was really fun. I uh, have done some very interesting work with Josh Groban, whom <laughs> I had not, wouldn't have guessed, you know, I would collaborate <laughs> with. But he's an amazing singer, and we've been working on some things that don't sound like his usual operatic. Sure. He's doing a record that's going to be different, I think, than his usual stuff. Is there anyone that you'd really like to, to work I'd with love, that you haven't had a chance yet? I'd love to write with Elvis Costello. I think he's really amazing. Uh, there's a lot of people that I don't know if I want to, like, I don't know if I want to write a song with Jackson Brown, but I'd love to try. You know? I'd love to just be in the room and ask him lots of questions, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes it's, for me, it's more about, like, just enjoying the human beings involved, you know? So I... I don't have as many like of a uh, much of a wish list as I kind of think maybe I should because I just I meet people randomly and I meet people through friends and I I feel very fortunate that I just keep meeting really interesting nice people. Now uh, last year you had a performance with Semisonic and yeah. I talked with John uh, a few months afterwards yeah. and he said that you guys would really like to do some more shows maybe yeah. record another album yeah. or there. Any uh, any plans for a future gig or? A, well, we're a definitely disc? Gonna, we'll definitely do a gig every year or two. It sounds kind of lame. It's not really. It's hard to base a band on a year <laughs> every, a gig every two years. But um, I'd love to. Here's the deal: if I write ten or twelve songs that sound like Semisonic, then we'll make an album. Mm-hmm. But I think the last batch I've been working on don't really sound that much like Semisonic. So I'll probably do another solo record and then see what happens. Uh, I've been pretty prolific lately, so there's. You know, there's a chance that it wouldn't be too long before it happens. And I love working with John and Jake. Yeah. Is there a, is there a song by Semisonic that uh, stands out as a favorite of yours? Um, yeah, I like FNT a lot. I like... 
I like gone to the movies very, very much uh, from Feeling Strangely Fine. I like, um, I like no one else a lot, but I don't, I wouldn't feel bad if nobody but me liked it. <laughs> but I really like that song a lot. Sure. And now uh, with the band that preceded, do you have some, some favorite songs from that era? Uh, well, Trip Shakespeare, I really like um, Jill Can Drive is really nice. Turtle Dove is really nice. Today You Move is, is good. Uh, Toolmaster of Brainerd makes me smile every time I hear it. Uh, some of the simpler things, like Drummer Like Me, is really amazing. I love that song, My Brothers. Now, uh, your brother just released an album with John Munson yes. under the, the name The Twilight Hours. Yes. Uh, would you ever have uh, any desire to record an album with your brother, the Wilson Brothers? You know, wouldn't that be fun? I don't know. <laughs> we, we, had some, we had a period of time when it was uh, it didn't seem like we were going to um, make music very often, and, and uh, you know, life kind of gets in the way. But we're, we're talking about doing actually a show next year, uh, like a duo show. Oh, excellent. Uh, just taking all of our best songs, no matter what the source is, and just learn it as a duet. I think it would be really great. We're both really excited about it. Now, uh, you graduated Harvard yeah. uh, with a degree in art, and yeah. you, uh, you've painted it in the past. Yeah. Uh, and you did the, the cover album for The Tropicals, Live at the Jungle, uh, ah, one of my, my favorite yes, albums. Yes. Uh, have you continued painting? Do you have any plans to have an exhibit of any sort? No, I don't. <laughs> I uh, I, I think about painting, but sort of in the way that a, a businessman might imagine that he's someday going to retire and golf all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I think about, oh, someday I'm going to stop doing music and I'll just paint every day. But it's sort of a pipe dream. I, I, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> we'll see. I have a, I, I want to do, I've been doing more visual art and I've been wanting to share it with fans, so I might just sort of start putting my pictures up on my website. That'll be enough, I think. Sure. Now uh, you've become a, a producer in the past yeah. few years. Uh, what's that like stepping into that role? Uh, and and what was it? What did, did you expect it to be like? And what did it turn out to be like? It's been it's been interesting. I, I, I think I have done it because of liking things. Mostly, just I run into people that I really admire and I want to help them or collaborate with them. It's not really a career. Sure. It's something that I like to do, and I like to. I love to be in the studio, and I have a lot of knowledge, and I have a lot of opinions. And at the same time, I'm very happy to let somebody else, like, you know, take the reins and just ride. So I, I, I enjoy producing, but I don't think it's my life's mission. Sure. Now, uh, every week on the show, we always ask for some recommendations. All right. Uh, so first of all, a film recommendation. Oh, uh, I can't recommend a film. I haven't seen a movie in years. <laughs> <laughs> Any childhood favorites? Oh, I really love the 400 Blows a lot. Okay. Uh, a lot. I saw that when I was a teenager, and I thought it was amazing. And I've seen it several times since then. Uh, uh, I, 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 I hate to say it, but I, I have all three director's cuts of The Lord of the Rings, and I've watched <laughs> them all three several times. But you can't recommend 13 hours of movie to anybody. So, you know, everybody, don't, don't, go, don't go see The Lord of the Rings director's cuts on my account. <laughs> Uh, and also an album recommendation. There's a new record called Rice Boy Sleeps by uh, Yonsi, the singer from uh, Sigur Rós, okay. and his partner, Alex. Uh, they have made an amazing ambient album called Rice Boy Sleeps. I love it. It's super good. Now, uh, you're one of the beacons of the Minneapolis I am. music I'm, certainly scene. Certainly I am, yes. And... Uh, wanted to get uh, your recommendations of some other Minneapolis groups to check out. New Mason Jennings album is amazing. Everybody has to listen to that. Um, who else is... You know, several people I know have moved out of town. 
Jeremy Messersmith is uh, uh, one of my favorite artists in the world, and he lives in Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, I'll just stick with those two because they're among my favorites of all. Uh, anything else coming up that you'd uh, you'd like to recommend or suggest people check out? No, the only thing I have to say is I should hop in the van and head back to Minneapolis. Sounds good. All right. Dan Wilson, thanks so much for being on Host and Guest. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Dan for joining me on this edition of Host and Guest. For more information, be sure to visit his website, danwilsonmusic.com. The theme song for our show is done by Tiny Folk. You can check out all of his music at Last FM. Just search for Tiny Folk, T-I-N-Y-F-O-L-K. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email me, hostandguest, all one word, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to another edition of my audio program, Host and Guest. Sand, 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 sand,